Welcome to Victorious Living. This, this was their praying and their singing, Paul and Silas, their, their praying and their singing was a celebration of deliverance and the answer to their problem while yet the, prom, the problem existed. And so here we got, we got th this going on. Well, I'll praise God when the answer comes. Paul and Silas didn't wait for the answer to come because they knew God had the answer. So they began to sing praises unto God while the problem existed. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us magnifying the problem brings no answer. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares magnifying the problem brings no answer. And so we can see then that we don't go through this life down here without occasionally uh, experiencing a, a problem. Amen. And so that's how God magnified himself. This, this was their praying and their singing, Paul and Silas, their, their praying and their singing was a celebration of deliverance and the answer to their problem while yet the, prom, the problem existed. And so here we got, we got th this going on. Well, I'll praise God when the answer comes. Paul and Silas didn't wait for the answer to come because they knew God had the answer. So they began to sing praises unto God while the problem existed. And I'll tell you, that's rough on the flesh. That's rough on, our, on, the, on the flesh side the natural side of man, that's pretty rough talking about the answer to the problem while you're still in the middle of the problem. But Paul and Silas had a revelation. You know, respond to God first, he'll respond to you then. Amen, don't wait till he responds, you respond first. So down in the jailhouse, the old jailhouse began to rock. I tell our folks here a lot of times it wasn't Elvis that come up with the jailhouse rock. It was God that came up with the jailhouse rock. But the atmosphere in the old jailhouse was an atmosphere of praise and worship and honor to God. And I'll tell you, the power of God shook that old jailhouse, shook it at its very foundation. Doors flew open, stocks fell off and they came down to see what was the matter. And what had happened then when they came to see, God used them to uh, witness to those who had incarcerated them. So we see then uh, when the psalmist said, I will praise the name of God with a song, we do it before we get the answer to the problem. Amen. So we magnify God we magnify his greatness. We magnify his ability to, to solve the problem for us. And then he responds to us with the answer. Amen. We, we can take what we have to give God. And we were doing that a moment ago. What were we doing? We, we were giving God something. We were giving him our praises. We were giving him our thanksgiving. And guess what? 
when Paul and Silas did it. We know what happened. When we do it, we know what's right out in front of us. God brings the answer to us. Okay, let's look in John's gospel, uh, chapter two, verses two through nine. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Now, uh, Jesus' mother had been invited to the marriage at Cana. And so Jesus went along and so did the disciples. Jesus' disciples went along with them. And both Jesus was called and his disciples along with his disciples to the marriage. When they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said to the mother said to Jesus, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Now, actually what Jesus was saying there, I'm a guest at the wedding. I had no responsibility to be sure everything that was necessary would be there. So he said, what do I have to do with thee? And so uh, uh, mine hour is not yet come, he said. His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. What's he saying to us today? Whatsoever I have said to you, do it. Amen. If it's written in red and it's an instruction in it, do it. What, whatsoever he has said, then he saith to you, do it. And there were set there are six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Now, each one of these firkins had about 30 gallon capacity. And so uh, there, were, uh, there were these uh, vessels set before him. Verse seven, Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. That does not seem like an answer to the problem. They are out of wine, got no wine. There were folks, you know, they, they had already drank all of the good wine. And they was, you know, at the point, it didn't matter what the wine tasted like now. Amen. All of, all of the good wine had already been, been, been drank up, as we say. And so after the manner of the purifying, uh, uh, let me get back. And there were uh, set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water. Jesus will often tell us to do something that don't make sense. Amen. It don't make sense to praise in the middle of a storm. It doesn't make sense to give him praise when everything around you looks bad. It doesn't make sense to the natural man, natural person to do that. Why? Because religion has taught them different. Thank you for your overwhelming, yeah, yeah. And so Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water and they fill them up to the brim and he said unto them, Jesus then said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine. So what did Jesus do? He had the solution to the problem. 
Did he not? He had the solution. He had the answer to the problem. They're out of wine and uh, the, the wedding and the celebration is still going on. So he said, fill me all of these vessels, fill them with water. That didn't make sense. But yet God held, Jesus held the answer. And when they filled the water pots, Jesus then by the power of God, what did he do? He turned the water into wine. And so they even made the comment to him, this is the best we've had all day. Amen. And I'm sure they drank their, to their heart's desire. And so we see then they, they had a problem, but Jesus had a solution. Jesus knows your problem and he knows if you're right or wrong. He knows what's right. He knows what's wrong. And so he had the water pots filled with water and God through Jesus, through Christ, what did God do? He, he changed the water into wine. Don't you know if God can do it for them? Now you may not be drinking wine, but if God had that power to do that for them, he's got the power to do whatever your problem may be to bring the answer to your life. But like I said, a lot of times we get our eye on the problem. We magnify the problem. And once we magnify the problem, our mouth wants to talk. We want to start spouting off at the mouth. And it got quiet in this church. And so what do we do? We begin to say what comes to mind. So Satan fills our thoughts, our minds with negativity where the solution is concerned. And so what, what, what did they do? They, they told Jesus the problem and Jesus told them what to do because he was giving them the answer to their problem. Let me say it again. Jesus, God has the answer to whatever problems you feel like you're going through. Quit magnifying it and telling it to other people. If you feel like somebody's hurt you, what do you do? Don't go talking about them. Amen. Amen. Give your praises to God. Yeah. Hand it to God. Yeah. Let God handle it. Amen. Amen. But that, that is just a human nature to want to talk about what's going on in our life that is a problem. Amen. So that's what Jesus did there at the wedding. He solved their problem. He solved their problem. And then what did they say? They said, he saved the best for the last. Did they save the best for the last? Listen, you may be going through something today. You may have your feelings hurt, but God's got something good for you out in front of you if you'll just magnify God and not the problem. Amen. And sometimes that's hard on the flesh, you know, you know, the flesh says, I'm going to do unto you what you have done unto me. But that's not what Jesus said. Is What did he say? Do unto others as you would have others to do unto you. So magnifying the problem never holds the answer. And so when we go to God, we go with that thought in mind that God knows the problem God's ear is open to the problem, 
but yet our ear has to be open to what he has to say about the problem. And so I'm just kind of bearing in on that today a little bit because that's the way that Jesus works with us. Now let's go into the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. The, uh, the woman said that, my, that uh, thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear or reverence the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me what have you in the house? And she said, Thy, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Well, now in her mind, the pot of oil was not the answer. But in God's mind, the pot of oil was the answer. So God's got the answer, well, I have the pot of oil. And that's all she had. She had, and she were, she was going to, what was she going to do? She was going to cook some bread or something. And so she herself and her sons could eat and then die. But God had a different answer for her. God had a different solution for her. It's our hope that today's message, Magnifying the Problem, Brings No Answer, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request Offer 45. Today's special offer number is 45. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.